Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 260. Our guest for today's episode is a personal bucket list guest of mine. I've loved his music since his 2010 record, The Wild Hunt. So getting to chat with him was a real treat. It is Christian Matson, who most of you might know as the tallest man on earth. We've included all of his details, including where you can buy his new record in the show notes, which is where you'll also find all of our details as well. If you're not already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever application you use and follow us across our socials on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Again, all of those details can be found in today's show notes. As mentioned before, our guest today is the tallest man on earth. The Swedish troubadour, known to friends and family as Christian Madsen, burst onto the music scene all the way back in 2006 with his self-titled EP, and across several studio records has showcased his love of folk, rock, country and soul. The brilliant singer and songwriter originally drew comparisons to Bob Dylan with his first few records, which were very sparse and they just kind of showcased Christian and his voice and guitar. In April of this year, he returned with his seventh studio record, which is titled Henry Street. As anyone who follows Christian would expect, this is another beautiful record and a great addition to his back catalogue. It is the first time that we see Tallest Man kind of fleshing out his sound with a full band behind him. This record was produced by Nick Sanborn of US indie pop duo Sylvan Esso, and the pairing of these two very different songwriters seems to have worked really well in evolving the tallest man sound. In today's episode, we speak to Christian about how COVID kept him from writing any new music throughout the pandemic. We discuss working with Nick and a full band to try a new sound and how that kind of played out. And we discuss some of Christian's earliest memories around touring Australia. He is coming back and touring Australia in December of this year, and we've included all of those dates in the show notes, as well as where you can buy the record and find all of his social media. We want to say a massive thank you to Christian for coming onto the podcast, and we do want to say a massive thank you to Dave from Diamond Creative Services for his help with this episode. Here is our conversation with the tallest man on earth. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Christian Matson, aka The Tallest Man on Earth. Christian, hello. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Um, thank you for your time. As we've discussed, it is morning for you. Uh, where exactly uh, are you joining us from today? 
I'm in the region of Dalarna in Sweden. It's like three hours northwest of Stockholm, so right in the middle of Sweden, out on the countryside. Lovely. Is it, I'm going to take a stab in the dark here, is it heading into your springtime at the moment? Yeah, no, it's actually heading into what we call summer. So <laughs> it's, uh, so oh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, midsummer, midsummer, that's a big thing over here. It's coming up in a couple of weeks and it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful outside. It's like uh, 23 degrees, sunny. Things are growing in the garden. Beautiful. I had um, some friends who were in Sweden only a few weeks ago and they, uh, the photographs that they sent back, it kind of gave that same picture, very um green lush heading into what looks like a very nice and warm and sunny season yeah i mean it's not warm compared to where you guys are but it's uh, it's perfect <laughs> yeah um again i appreciate your time i know it is a busy time for yourself at the moment there is a brand new record out for the tallest man on earth it is called henry street it is the seventh studio record for yourself and it is a gorgeous record i have to say um firstly congratulations on this record thank you thank you i'm happy it's finally out of course how um how are you with each record release uh, as we've kind of discussed it it's the seventh record i think you first started releasing music back in 2008 with shallow grave does the the process of releasing records get uh, different as you kind of progress, or is it is it just you kind of get better with each each record that comes out? Well, it's it's kind of hard to to talk about a a, a linear way of it. I mean, with the you know the pandemic came in and just messed everything up. So now <clears throat> I don't know. It's just I this record was really it was recorded early last year. And then you know everything's trying to get on its feet again in the in the industry and getting shows. It just so I I waited a long time for it to, to be out, but that was kind of natural right now, just to get you know to to figure things out again and get on the road. So, but in, in many ways, I'm I'm more uh, I'm more calm about it, and I mean I'm, I don't know. It's just. Um, a lot of things happened during, you know, and it, I I was here. I was here on my little my little farm, just by myself. A lot. A lot of things happened in terms of, you know, realizations. And uh, there's a and growing up fast, which which I um, don't really. I I feel a, a bigger peace now and a, and a bigger confidence in just releasing records because I don't really. For the first, I realized when I couldn't do it for so long, I couldn't play live shows, which is what I do. So I've been doing one of most of my adult life and recording records. And I realized like, Oh shit, I'm going to do this. When I get to do this again, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. And that, and I stopped being nervous about where it's going to take me. Like mm-hmm. It's going to be, what's going to happen to my career. And I just know I'm going to do it anyway. So it just, I feel proud of this record just because I have so many friends on it. And it was, the first time I dared to ask friends to play on it, the first time I, I stepped away from the, like for real, stepped away from the DIY that has come from a lack of self-esteem, I think. I'm just like, I'm not asking other people. I can, I'm just like, I just do it myself. I'll just do it myself because I don't <laughs> be vulnerable. Not, I don't have to be vulnerable. I'll just like, I tinker here. I, I'm a nerd. I love to tinker with, I have a bunch of tape machines here that I've been messing with 
just last night actually, but um, it was it, it was a really beautiful process of of making it, and so I'm I'm proud of being out. Yeah. As as you should be, I think it's um the the record is called Henry Street. It has been out since I think mid April, and um one thing I found incredibly interesting initially in the press and I think in a few interviews you mentioned that this record is the most you and then once the record came out I think it is um it took me a little while after a few listens to kind of get a hold of it but I it's interesting because I feel like this is a a melting pot of a number of the previous records that you've put out and I'd love to know how you came across the thought of that this is the most tallest man record if you will yeah. And I mean, I, th- I think the other albums are just as much me as, but as I say, I love you. It's a fever mm-hmm. dream from 2018, 19, uh, 19, when that came out, I was, you know, was going through a breakup and was feeling really shitty. And I recorded that. I put some rules on myself. I have to record this in my New York apartment with like limited gear. It's like, not go here. So I'm just going to do that. It, and that was me. That was that was me. That <laughs> sounded, mm-hmm. <laughs> sounded how I was as a person then. But I would say what I mean with me that I was, I think I was more fearless than ever of just like not thinking of the the end product of just letting things happen in the studio. I mean that sounds like but. Like the songs are to me looking at them and the the demos I put in there because I had like 20 demos and they're all very different in in style and maybe like genres if you want to talk about that. But I feel that I just I just threw it in there and what came out, it is this this is how I want to describe myself as a complex person. <laughs> but <laughs> I hear like all the part I mean there's more all the parts of me, the and what I want it to be in there because it is, it is an album about almost wanting to give up because, you know, the world is, it's pretty damn dark. Like we're as humans, mm-hmm. we're misbehaving to say the least. That's a cute way of saying it. We suck. But then, <laughs> so that is the, that's the start. But then the hopefulness of like the, the thing, why we don't get, why I don't give up. I don't think we give up that like that there's still a cute, because I found that in myself after being depressed uh, at, during the pandemic and almost giving up myself of doing music. Because, But then the album is about that moment when you're almost like, why should I, like, I should just give up. That's why Henry Street is in the middle of the album. Like, I just don't know if I can take it anymore. But then hmm. we still fall in love. We still laugh with friends, even though the what's going on. And we still try to make beautiful things like, my friends are doing great art and music and that's what I'm trying. What, like, what is it that, what is that drive that we haven't really figured out? And that, that gives hope that we have that in us. So, so I think I let that shine through on this album more than ever. A lot of the albums before that has just been kind of me moping about breakups. <laughs> I think there was a brilliant quote. What did you call it? Uh, a, you're a stubborn optimist. I think was the the phrase that they yeah. use, which I think is a perfect way to summarize it. Yeah, I am. The record, the the lyrical content, I know. Previously, I think what was it? It might have been Dark Bird, where you had to return to 
some of the songs and, and maybe some of the lyrics were too personal or too vulnerable yep. or revealing, whatever it may be. Um, and in this song and in Henry Street especially, I feel like there are some lyrics that touch on, on very human emotions, they're very raw lyrics, but they don't quite give away too much. And I was wondering, I guess, because you previously had to do that with Dark Bird, how do you now balance giving your all and, and having vulnerable lyrics, which is, I feel like, a, a touchstone of the Tallest Man Project, but without kind of crossing that line and and, and revealing too much of yourself? Well, <clears throat> revealing, I, I don't think I... I'm not as much focused on just myself anymore, but say... The Dark Bird editing, that was because we, that was about a very specific, it was about a divorce. So just, uh, mm. and this whole, like, just because you make an album, the whole world is just not about you. So I made that into something nicer for, for t- to be, <laughs> to, to live, live on <laughs> in the world for, for specific people. But here, like in a song like Henry Street, it's, it's not just about me. It's about the, it's about the, the people I've observed, people I love, people that I love that I don't know, that I feel, I feel compassion for like living in, living in New York and seeing, uh, seeing people, you know, struggle to be, you know, we, we grow up in this world and we're, we're taught that like the, that we are as humans, we, that we are individuals like outside of an ecosystem, where it's on top of an ecosystem that we're all individuals. They're supposed to, it sounds really lame from a white dude who is semi-successful <laughs> that I'm in a good spot in the world, but we have that. We need to like prove ourselves as individuals above. And then we, f- we fail because we, or this, so then like society tells us to do that and then it doesn't work it doesn't work we don't stand out and to see that i saw that a lot in new york so i had a feeling of feeling a lot of compassion for that and those are all those people are in the, like the song is about our struggle as you know what or start our confusion or like, total confusion about not where is that like without being i wouldn't call myself religious but I think about that a lot. What's our purpose here? Like, like in the like, just as a you know, a worm, it has a purpose. Of just like making the soil. I'm growing a lot of vegetables to, to make it, you know, not as compact in there. And then they get eaten by someone else in the in the ecosystem. The worm doesn't think about what it's what it's doing in the ecosystem, but it's there and. We have a place too, and I don't have, I have no idea what us humans are here on Earth to do. But ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I've been trying to like, like can we do positive, like to do, to do positive, to make someone else happy, to, make, to inspire each other, to, you know, to be good people. Yeah. 100% just, it is. The, the coffee is just kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that. Um, I would love to, uh, if, if I'm allowed to be a tiny bit selfish and um, I'd love to discuss my favourite tracks on the record. I, as we mentioned before, recording have been to see you a number of times. So I, I will put myself out there that, that I am a fan of The Tallest Man and of, of yourself, Christian. Um, these songs i think what was it there was henry street the title track is a gorgeous track um but i know another a few i think a few other people have asked about that song in the press the other song that i loved which i'd love to kind of uh get you to to break down for us a little bit if you allow us to is goodbye which is in the second half of the record um and it's this gorgeous kind of country folk soul track where did this song come from and um and i guess what was the inspiration behind goodbye because I, I was, I couldn't really write songs during the pandemic when I was here. It was just too dark, depressing, boring, and I stopped writing songs. And it all kind of exploded when I was able to return to America. I, I used to live there, but I, I live here now. But I, I was locked out for a year and a half, give or take. But when I got back to, when I got back to North Carolina. I went to North Carolina because I have a lot of friends who live there and that was gonna, where I was going to record my album. And I just started writing songs. And, uh, you know, the yeah, songs are different. Like uh, a song like Bless You with a with that picking pad. You said, and work to get those words in there. And it's, I don't know. But a song like Goodbye, I think I just I was just sitting outside one morning and actually having a cup of coffee and just that was one of those songs that just banged out where you're just like, say goodbye. It was nice to have like a little strummer in there. And and it's to me, it's a it's it's a warm song about 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 being lost in the world. It's just you where you're at this. If you think, I mean, I just turned 40 and you realize like one of the things I love about growing up is that you realize it's like well, life, life's going to be like this. You're just going to have, it's going to be served challenges and it's about, mm-hmm. you know, how you face those challenges. You can't, you can never erase all the, like get to a point where there are no challenges, challenges anymore. And you're just like, you're there. Life is, is easy now. It's just going to be like that. So it's just kind of a. Maybe it's a pat on the, on the back to myself. Maybe that. Maybe I went on. <laughs> maybe. I, maybe I did. I think because I wasn't. I, I, I think I remember what that. I haven't been. I hadn't been dating during the pandemic because I was just here, and I think I just gone on a date and didn't work out. And it's like, man, it's hard. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But then one that the, the one that I think. I mean, there's so many songs that are just, there are live takes just with the band playing together. Most of them are like that. If not, yeah, most of them all are. And goodbye, we just, 
just played that was the and it's uh, the the vocals from the we kept the vocals from the from that live take that's just a run through of the song we just play it and everyone's just such a good was such a good player is such a good player that play on the album so it was a it was a very it's very easy very fun to record sonically it is a beautiful record as well and it is a there have been previous times where I think in some of the earlier albums it's just been your vocals and guitar. Um, I think when we hit There's No Leaving Now, um, you added some more instrumentation, but this is the kind of first full band record, I want to say, from The Tallest Man, and, and it does work beautifully. For anyone who hasn't listened to the record, it will be in this podcast show notes for people to, to stream and, and listen to and buy. Um what was the decision behind putting a band behind yourself now and having like a full kind of set of instrumentation? Because I think there's not only piano and drums and bass, but there's, I think there's some French horns, maybe um, Rob Moose, uh, who works with Bonnevere and Phoebe Bridges. He did some of the strings, I think as well. Yeah. Um, where did those kind of uh, sonic decisions come from? Oh, well, from a, you know, from a, you know the the epiphany that you can't just you know life's too short it's a <laughs> i have all these friends that are amazing i've known rob moose and you know cj carmary who plays one of my dearest friends who plays all the horns uh, i've known them since they like they started playing bon Iver in 2011 when they did that tour with you know a gazillion people on stage but it came from you know, like I said earlier that I, you know, I've been doing this by myself for so long and like Dark Bird is Home was also like a lot of players on it, but that was more of like an overdub situation where I would make, I, I would run around, record it here. I was run around and play all these instruments like overdubbing and then asking like, Hey, Hey, do you want to add something to this? And like, take your time. Like, but for the first time I, I needed to, <clears throat> you, you know, allow myself to feel that I am also, I, I, I am a capable musician. I am, a, I can play my guitars, my banjos, and it holds up. It holds up to, to, to playing with other people in the same room because that is, is such a, you know, such a joy to, to do. So the decision was just like, this was not going to be a, just, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the studio. I'm going to invite these friends. And of course, <clears throat> inviting them, I know how it, badass all of them are so i could go in with uh the instructions of no instructions of going in and if, like with every little heart that song i of course i wrote the riff and i heard this little drum part in my head but i was not going to tell tj Mayani what to play like what i heard in my head i was just like what do you think buddy and then <laughs> he would with that crazy beat with that kick drum pattern that is just it's so different from what i could ever you know, because he is such a, you know, he would put in first, he's an amazing drummer, but also an amazing, beautiful person. And he put, he came, you know, he came in from his side and he, and he added that and that turned the song into something. And those were the moments that I <clears throat> was looking for. And without even asking for them, I, I, I got them all over and over. So that was to, to do something. To, to have trust in myself, to have trust in, that was not hard, to have trust in my, in my friends. that Because we also came from, like, it was an amazing 
time in the studio and the the vibe because we came, all came from not having not knowing if we could do this again like playing mm. music so we we hadn't done that or just been in a room together like with other people with that so it was that it was very it was fun and emotional like we were laughing and crying and having these big dinners at every night where we were just like chatting about life because we could do that again in a room and high five and and that just got into the got into the album it was it was what I was looking for and I got it many times more <laughs> that's incredible I love that um the the record was produced by Nick Sanborn just talking about the the process of it I guess um who some people might know as one part of uh Sylvan Esso the American uh I want to say indie pop act I guess they're, they're not bound to one genre but indie pop might cover the basis of Sylvan Esso they're hard to they're hard to pin down they're extremely exactly <laughs> oh what was the decision I guess how did you come across Nick or were you guys friends previously and, and it just kind of organically happened like that for him to produce the record no Nick no Nick for a long time. I mean he's I mean he's from the whole Wisconsin diaspora that lives down in in North Carolina. But I knew him from the band <clears throat> Megaphone that it was it was him, Joe Westerland and then the Cook brothers, Brad Cook and Phil Cook, Phil who also plays on the album. They had a band called Megaphone that <clears throat> you know before that they played in bands with with Justin Vernon. Uh before Bonavere happened, so it's but just the, the whole Wisconsin family. I and me early days of Toss Mountain Earth played a bunch of shows with with Megaphone. Or we used, we used to meet up at festivals and and Nick played bass in in Megaphone. So I've known him, I've seen him over the years, and he's just a, just an amazing person. Just like how he, you know, how he treats the being here on earth and his musicality, but then also his, you know, his philosophy on, it's just, I, <clears throat> I knew that if I'm going to have a, like when we were like, maybe I should have a producer on, on this album. And then just, I just thought of Nick straight away, like Nick and, he's, and me and Nick talked about it. And, and it was, yeah, I don't know how to put words to it. It was amazing. <laughs> Look, he did a very good job on it. And as I've said, it is a it is a gorgeous record. I think it's a brilliant addition to the catalogue of uh, the Tallest Man Records. Uh, I know that there's a lot of excitement about you bringing this record down to Australia in December. Uh, firstly, I guess, can we expect, talking about having a, a full band behind the record, can we expect a full band or some form of band on the road or, or are we uh, doing Tallest Man solo when, when we see you in December? I think that's being planned right now. I'm just, I am just kind of tumbling off the tour bus. We did 32 shows here <laughs> with a full band. I think we're just trying to figure out the logistics right now. But uh, hopefully, yeah, there'll be as many people as possible. It's, it's far away, but you know, it's, it's an amazing place. I've been, I think it's maybe like my fifth or sixth time down, fifth down to Australia. So, and it's been, you know, it's so far away. So it's always so far in between. And now there was a pandemic, but I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. We are very excited to have you down. As uh, we had a quick discussion before recording, is that um, I think we were, came to one of your earlier shows back when you toured 
um, Shallow Grave and The Wild Hunt, do you have many memories, not necessarily the shows, but I guess many memories around Australia and those first number of tours that you, you did when you came down here? Well, I remember that show. What was it called? The bar, like the... Uh, it was like a bar in Adelaide. And I stayed on top, like the... I. I I got a room oh, in the in, in the inn above, and I think I I I almost like fell in love with the woman running it, like <laughs> like that. But just like it was so like romantic of being in it. It was I don't know. I think I am Peter from there somewhere. It might have been the Gov or the the Crown and Anchor or um, no. Uh, there's a few that I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm just trying to remember which one it was. was, it, was like a, it was a white, like just like a house-looking place. It was like a, like a, like someone would have lived there, but it was an inn in the, you know, in the bottom of it. Just as a bar. <laughs> it's a very good Australian accent there at the end. Um. <laughs> That's a uh, word. Not, not a hard word. <laughs> um, lastly, Christian, we would usually ask our guests um, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's kind of on rotation for yourself? I mean, there's a lot of things on rotation, but right, right now, yes, uh, an artist called, a name, Kate Davis. Kate Davis, mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're on the same label or something. I don't know. I, amazing, amazing, just amazing songwriter and the production is just badass, just badass. Kate Davis. Okay. Definitely um, we'll be checking out Kate Davis. We'll make sure we put her details in the podcast show notes as well. But as I mentioned, we'll be putting in where people can buy Henry Street and where people can purchase tickets to your December tour. Um, Christian, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I very much appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me and have a good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.